The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week we will discuss tools, tips, and ways to radiate your best life ever, interviewing practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Welcome back to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Today we radiate sass with Paulina Tenner, who's the author of Laid Bear, uh, a story about her experience with burlesque and all that there is to that, as well as uh, being a CEO, thought leader, and um, investor. How are you doing today, Paulina? Sassy. Sassy. I'm so happy to be in the show. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. You've got quite an interesting background. My goodness. And Laid Bear talks about it all. Um, Can you tell it? Yeah, just let's jump in. For sure. Laid Bear about. Yeah, so, you know, for quite quite some time, I had this split personality shall we say you know I was this kind of entrepreneur investor relatively serious professional person during the daytime and I was a burlesque showgirl at night so (laughs) went on for a couple of years and I really loved every second of it and it was kind of titillating knowing that you know what I'm going to get up to in the evening while I was doing business and sometimes sitting in boring meetings during the day. And um, for a while, it was exactly what I wanted. But then I just thought, you know what? I want to come out. I want to just be honest with the business world that this is what I'm doing. This is the entirety of me. This is my wild, um, unapologetic side. And if someone doesn't like it, not my problem. So, right. so, so I kind of did a bit coming out ceremonies 
of sorts um, at my when I got invited to do a TEDx talk in 2014. And what I did, I was speaking as a businesswoman, but I had images of me as a stripper in the background on the projector. And I was like really making fun of myself. So I was like, shh. Like, you can't tell anyone because this will ruin my career. <laughs> I was like that. And, and then it went down so well, I thought, let's write a book about it, you know? Oh, well, absolutely. And your book is really part business leadership, but also part your background, which yes. I think is brilliant. So what did you bring from burlesque into the boardroom, as it were? Oh, loads. There's loads that I brought from boardroom to burlesque and loads that I bought from burlesque to boardroom, actually. So, you know, the, the first, talking about the first one, I changed entirely as a leader because I used to be very much in my kind of masculine leadership center, focused, driven, ambitious, da di da di da da you know. And what was missing was my feminine juiciness and sass, which is what we're talking about today. And I unleashed that as a performer. I tapped into my creativity again, into my rebelliousness, into my, you know, electric, juicy, controversial kind of presence. And I brought that back into my kind of business persona. So how I showed up as a leader. So um, in the book, I talk quite a bit about, particularly in the second part of it, integration of the feminine and masculine side of our leadership, which we all have, whether we're women or men or different gender. Uh, And it's about, I think wholesome leadership is about being able to tap into both whatever the situation requires and like really be masterful both as a doer, like the masculine part, as as well as just simply, you know, being, responding, listening, accepting, surrendering, which is more the domain of the feminine part. So I think it really radically changed me, actually. Okay, so it's getting really hot in here, Paulina. You look awesome. Yeah. Um, we had to just for anybody who's watching on YouTube, we did have to ditch the jingly jacket because it was creating a jingly noise. But you know, I undressed as I used to do on stage. I'm not going to take any more right now. But <laughs> if you ping me directly at Paulina Turner, I can send you some juicy burlesque videos. Oh, well, hey, I think that is a temptation. That is beautiful. Yeah, it's not that kind of show. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe you should change the format, you know, <laughs> yeah, we, we could change the format. I don't know if anybody wants to see me take my clothes off, but, you know, <laughs> so there you go. We can ping you. So um, taking burlesque to the boardroom and board lo- boardroom to the burlesque. I mean, it's like we all understand what burlesque is. We all understand that realm. But what type of business are you in or were you in at the time or yeah what is it that you did this wise so 11 years ago i started a company called grant tree and we as the name suggests get government grants and government funding for businesses that are in the tech space and that are innovating in some way so uh it's you know a business that's doing quite well we've got about 50 people now and we've raised you know 200 million sterling 
uh, worth of government funding for our clients. So quite serious business. And, you know, ah, there was a day, I remember it like yesterday, when I was maybe two, three years into developing that business. And I was just so in my head all the time. And I was like, I'm sick of this. I just need to do something radically different right now. <laughs> I'm just going to explode. I'm going to just, oh, and that's when that very day I was, I walked past and uh, there used to be a club in London called Cafe de Paris where they had burlesque and cabaret shows. And I just saw like a little bit of a rehearsal of one show. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to find out how to become a showgirl. <laughs> I'm like, if you were, is your publicity materials say that you were a 24 year old virgin at the time well actually that was a little bit um a little bit later but the fact is I've been the virgin until 24 my background is Polish Catholic so quite regimented least to say I haven't really been in touch with my sexuality for a long time I thought you know this is something that I need to box out for that one man to you know unpack on the wedding night romantically and I had all these kind of visions as a you know as a virgin in her early 20s and then you know I just realized it's not that simple. I split off with my boyfriend I was with at the time and I thought I would marry and give this gift of my virginity to. I split off, split up with him. And uh, yeah, and I just started feeling into who am I really as a woman? And is that really true to me that my sexuality is so boxed in and reserved for just one person? Or can I share it with like a whole audience? And I decided that I can. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> well, if all of that was inside, just dying to get out, I can't imagine how that must have felt trying to bottle it all up. And yeah. keep a lid on it. So many of us do it, Christy. Like so many women are just feel that it's not decent, appropriate, whatever else, to be a sexual, sensual woman. Uh, not just in your spare time, but also in business, you know, because we can radiate that sass wherever we are. Wherever we are. Absolutely. You know, I was on vacation and I picked up in a little free library this book and I can't remember what the title of it was to save my life. But it was written by someone who works with a lot of drag queens and talking mm. about like going into a meeting and spreading out all of your notebooks and pens and everything to take up the most space and wow, to make yeah. yourself just look so much bigger and just occupying in a big way the space that you have wherever you are. So I kind of... I'm going to take that tip, yeah. <laughs> I kind of see your sass as being that, you know, being this bigger version of yourself wherever you are. Absolutely. I think we all have that bigger version of ourselves or that, you know, Beyonce used to say that she, her stage persona is called Sasha Fierce. Like everybody's got that, you know, inner sassy, um, maybe provocative, magnetic character. And those can be slightly different depend on, depending on what what person you are but you will have that resource of you within you 
And uh, yeah, my part of my mission is to encourage women to really kind of be their juicy, electric, magnetic selves because the world needs it. The world needs it and just loves it. Well, you know, and I think... Yes, the world absolutely needs us to be as authentic as possible. But also, yeah, the world needs us to be authentic. Mm. And when so many women are not living their authentic selves, that's kind of a tragedy. Yeah, it's really sad. Um, I think up until some point in your life, at least that's how I've experienced it, you kind of discovering, well, you could say that you're discovering who you are all your life, but until some point in your life, you're just like, mm, maybe early 20s, maybe even 30s, you're like, how do I like create space for myself, fit in so they want me, they accept me, they like me. And then at some point, you're like, so it. Like, this is who I am. And by radiating who I really am, I'm going to attract the kind of people that are my people. And I think everybody needs to make that transition from trying to fit in to really embracing the entirety uh, of who they are but by themselves. Right, right. So when you decided you were just going to, like, take off all your layers... Yeah. And literally. Yeah. What did the people around you think? Did they think you'd lost your ever loving mind? <laughs> Good question. So uh, I experienced a bit of both sides. So my husband and my friends, super happy for me. They could see in my, me in my creative zone and like really reclaiming my, um, yeah, my creativity, my zest for life, really. And they were like, this is amazing. And some of my, a couple of my friends actually took up burlesque because they were like, this is awesome. I want to do this too. My family, especially my mom, not so keen. (laughs) (laughs) At some point she gave me a comment of like, you know, this is like a minor porn startlet. You know, what are you doing? And I was like... I'm just being me. Um, so, you know, I accept the fact that it's not her world, that it will never be her world. She is a professor at a university in Poland. She is a scholar. She is quite a lot in her mind, actually, as a woman, as a human being. And I just need to accept that, you know, we're not going to meet on this particular level and just meet her wherever I can meet her. So that's, that's fine with me. And so there's, you know, not to, not to dig too much, but that the relationship is, you know, still kind of a, the, a good relationship, even though you're on different levels. Absolutely. It's a fantastic relationship. And she's like really keen to, to read my book. The only reservation she said, she's like, are there going to be some photos of you, you know? And I'm like, there are a few photos in the midsection of the book, but I think you will like it anyway. So, so I'm going to give her the book. Yeah. Oh, that is wonderful. Yeah. This book is brand spanking new. This is yeah. a lot of publicity around it. Yeah. I'm just working on like doing a lot of speaking and promoting it and Getting and just booked a strip club in East London for the launch party, which Ooh. is going to be great. I'm going to have some pole dances. Oh, that's I think you're not in London because otherwise you'd be on my guest list. I would and, love to be there. Believe me. 
Yeah, so it's going to be a lot of fun. And the book is officially coming out on the 26th of November, but it's available for pre-order now. So if you're liking the sound of it, go to paulinatenner.com slash book and have a look at it and hopefully pre-order it. It's likely the most unusual business book you've ever read. So, Oh my gosh. Yes, this is so I'm looking at your table of contents. So first of all, the part one is the naked truth about building a transparent business. Could we fit any more metaphors in there? (laughs) Not really, not really. (laughs) So, So it's getting set up, reclaiming the goddess, reclaiming this kind of goddess energy, right? Um, yeah. FTL, be nude. What is that about? FTL. Oh, nude. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I explain it in the book. So actually, my company, Grantree, even though it may sound a little bit boring because it's in financial services and all that, it's quite interesting in terms of how it's set up. So in it, people actually set their own salaries, which is very radical, but we've decided to implement that as well as financial transparency. Uh, meaning that people have access to company accounts, they know what the company is spending money on, what's our financial situation, etc. And we decided to implement that to really empower people to uh, make decisions for themselves, you know, obviously considering the job market and uh, other roles they could be, you know, applying for, what they're actually worth on the job market, and to involve them in kind of some strategic thinking and decisions around the business. Did you know that Radiate Wellness is more than just a podcast? That's right. We're also a comprehensive holistic wellness practice. Find out about our services, practitioners, and upcoming events at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. While you're there, visit our podcast page to read more about our great guests and even donate to the podcast. If you like our podcast, you can help in other ways as well, like subscribe or follow us wherever you're listening right now. Tell a friend, a family member, or a coworker about the great content you find here. And if you wouldn't mind, please give us a thumbs up, a five-star rating, or a positive review. Sounds like a small thing, but it really helps. You might like to know about our Facebook communities while we're at it. We have a free community, the Radiate Wellness Community, on Facebook for news and great free content. Our subscribers group is Radiate U, as in the letter U, but also, well, you. There you'll find curated replays of past classes, guest interviews, and more. And now back to our podcast and back to our guest. So uh, in answer to your question, Teal, there is a framework I talk about, which has taken from the book of a really clever guy called Frederick Laloux. Uh, The book is called Reinventing Organizations. And he talks about how human organizations have evolved on par with um, the evolution of human consciousness. So we used to kind of have so-called red organizations where, which are like, you know, command and control type organizations like street gangs or armies or things like that. Then, you know, we evolved more towards 
what most corporations today are about. So orange organizations, which are all about shareholder value and profits and strategy and all that. And the kind of top of the pyramid are so-called teal organizations, which operate a bit like a human organism. So things are decentralized. There may be a CEO, but there are kind of independent teams that operate independently. And those organizations are really kind of much more agile. And I think much more like represent what the future holds for how we are managing ourselves and our work as human beings. So, fuck teal, be nude. Nude is a paradigm I decided as a stripper to introduce. Um, Because we have full financial transparency and we believe in transparency, I was like, you know, there's another layer on top of teal. And that's like, yes, embracing the kind of decentralized nature of our organization, rejecting hierarchy, but at the same time, uh, being fully transparent. So that's it in a short. So nude, of course, being the color, we can buy mm-hmm. colored tights, uh, but then also nude as in, you know, as in fully, fully transparent, like transparent in a different way. Okay, got it. That's that's brilliant, actually. So in your organization, you know, everyone sets their own salary. Do you ever take someone aside and say, look, honey, you need to know your own worth? you're not asking for enough. Yes, we have nudged people to review their salary. And um, you're right. There will be some people who are always thinking about like, I should be working, uh, earning this, I should be earning that. And those are the people that are typically need to be like, you know, you need to really manage their expectations and be like, well, consider what the company can afford, consider what's the total situation of our market, et cetera. But there are people, that's right, who are less concerned about what am I being paid right now? And they're more about, you know, how the team is performing. They're more about the bigger picture. And that's where, yeah, sometimes they need a nudge and you need to be like, and as they see, you know, in a transparent environment that their colleagues are raising their salaries, it's only natural that they'll start thinking, okay, like, I should do something about my pay as well. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine because that we come back to the kind of the divine feminine. Mm-hmm. Of, you know, and I think part of that is just not knowing our worth, not valuing or seeing our worth as valued in the greater community, yeah. right? Yeah. So the first part of your book is all about transparency. It's about, you know, yes, the divine feminine bringing that goddess energy into the workplace. And then the part part two, the second part of your book, is the feminine rising and leadership of the future. Um, so can you talk about, like, this feminine rising in leadership? Yeah, for sure. So like I said before, we all have, like, a feminine and masculine energy center, or yin and yang, we can call it, because feminine and masculine is sometimes a bit confusing because you associate it with gender. Yeah. So, um, 
I think the goddess energy is really rising, not just in business, but everywhere in, in the world. And we're kind of experiencing like a second coming of the feminine because we used to be, you know, before the patriarchal culture started to dominate our civilization, we were very much in the energy of the goddess, you know, look at like ancient tribes and how they were worshipping Mother Nature and how they were so kind of aligned with the cycles of, of nature, etc. And then there was the era of the patriarchy, uh, which has been super, you know, depleting in terms of like the resources of, of the earth, which has been super damaging, um, not just for women, but for men as well. I mean, men have been victims of patriarchy as well because it put them in that system where, you know, it, it was all about productivity and kind of um, ROI, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so I think in general, we've kind of gotten to a point where we are disillusioned with patriarchy and we're ready for something new. And that's when the space is created for, for the feminine energy to come back in and hopefully, you know, pair up with the masculine energy. Because if we're just in the feminine energy, you know, not much would get done. Um, the masculine is about the drive, the ambition, that like get, getting things done. So when the two come together, it's so powerful because you are both in the doing and in the being, you know, in the action and in the surrender. And I'm really hopeful actually looking at the future because, you know, I'm meeting more and more really um, awakened leaders who are seeing that, who are seeing that we need to not just be all about profit and shareholder value in our organizations and in business, but we need to be about wholesomeness, about how we create the types of workplaces where people really want to work. Um, and how do we marry those two, you know, wholesomeness, wellness of the people, looking after our people with of course, the commercial purpose of the organization. No, I love that. Also, in part two of your book, you bring in some um, fairly, pardon the pun, hardcore topics, such mm -hmm. as entrepreneurship and BDSM, as well as the whore in business. So, yeah. so let's start with the uh, entrepreneurship and BDSM. So I actually did the talk about that as well. It's <laughs> interesting, you know, um, I used to have a lover. Obviously, that was after my kind of, I decided virginity at 24 wasn't for me. Um, and he said to me once that kink is like owned darkness. So darkness that you've kind of incorporated and you decided to like really embrace and in a similar way as uh, BDSM and kink is about exploring that dark side, giving it space to understand what it's got to bring, like in a safe environment, of course. Then, you know, similarly, entrepreneurship is also about 
find like really getting to understand yourself as a person and embracing that dark side too. Because what I've noticed as my company grew is that it became a reflection of all my strengths, but also of all my weak weak points. So that's why it was like, okay, the path of the entrepreneur is to really embrace your shadow, like Jung would put it as a, you know, shadow. Um, So there's quite a lot of parallels actually. And I remember when I was giving that talk, it was um, at a tech conference in Riga, uh, Latvia, when I had two slides and I had on one, my weaknesses as a person and one the, the weaknesses of my organization. And I was like comparing and contrasting them. And I was like, mm. this is really, you know, the path of the entrepreneur is to really understand yourself, embrace your weakness, because all that you are is going to ref- be reflected in what you create. You know, like an artist. Uh, I mean, being an entrepreneur is a form of art, I feel. Oh, absolutely. When talk about being laid bare to mm-hmm. have your all of your weaknesses in your tent. Mm-hmm. On display. Okay. Well, what about the what is it? The whore in, in business. business. Yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. So there I talk about the archetype of the whore, because there is the archetype of the virgin, which is really embedded in our kind of like Western civilization where you, um, you know, what you really want to be. And that's the aspiration for many women is this virtuous uh, kind of kind virgin you know embodied by virgin mary for example and we all we have that deep in our culture whether we are aware of it or not and that archetype is still prevalent i think the way a lot of parents bring up their girls they're supposed to be innocent they're supposed to be yeah decent they're supposed to be kind all of these things that the virgin archetype basically points to but there's also the archetype um, of a whore. So one that really, as we said, puts everything on display. One, one, that, one that's shameless. One that um, plays with, you know, social convention and what's acceptable, what's not. That's not afraid to be outside of the social norms. And we don't really teach girls... Um, and actually men as well, because men have a feminine part as well, to embody that, to also be, you know, as much as, as they're in their virgin, to also be in their whore in, as an archetype, you know? So that's what I talk about when I talk about whore in business. <laughs> so it's the like shameless, the shameless part, you know, the, the part that's like really sexy, sassy, rebellious, like that. That, that's what I talk about. Sure. Yeah. Bringing some masculinity into the feminine side as well. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm, yes, I'm looking through the rest of your book and you talked about having photos in the middle. And yes, these are, I have to say, these, these photos are, are tame in many ways. And however, um, there is one where you have a penis. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite act. So I actually decided to... 
um, there's an act, there was a night titled Superheroes. So we had a challenge, all the artists performing there to come up with an act with a superhero in it. So I was like, I'm going to be a little bit like feminist and explore, you know, what would happen if two superheroes met like the, and fight for the title of the last remaining superhero of the galaxy. And one of them was female and one of them was male. And they would have a conversation. Who's the real one and who is the usurper? So again, quite a complex multimedia act because what I did there, uh, once that I had two superheroes talk to each other. So I had one, obviously me on stage and one on the projector. And they were interacting. So it's quite a cool act, actually. Yeah. And at the end, they kind of got engaged in this gangsta rap battle, um, sung to the tune of Gangsta's Paradise, and they ended up stripping to reveal who they really are. And the male character had like a big like bush across the chest. Yes. And a fake underneath the costume and a female character it was it was really funny because I had a, like most in most clubs burlesque nudity is considered um you know what, what's considered by burlesque nudity is some nipple pasties to cover your nipples and some American to cover your lady garden so what um I did I put like fake nipples on top of my real nipples <laughs> <laughs> I had like a big, big bush, bushy triangle between my legs. So it was like a bush covering my bush, basically. <laughs> and, you know, and obviously the female character won the battle. Yeah. Obviously. Obviously. Right. Well, yeah. yes, the guy, you know, started waving his dick about, like literally, I was like doing the willy copter with my I was, it was quite fun to be able to do that as a woman. I never thought it was so much fun. And the, like, listen to this, because it was, mm, I had this costume made by one of my friends and it was created that the stick on actually was created, like, was on, um, uh, was actually created in a way that I could rip it off. So it came off at some point. It was like the guy emasculated, losing his on stage and crying and running off stage the woman being like really practical and being like well I'm not really concerned about the title of the last remaining superhero of the galaxy because I need to go and get some shit done so I'm gonna go and like um yeah it was a nice kind of interplay of genders and like stereotypes I really enjoyed that act it was fun but it was complex because of the projector and the fact that how I actually executed it oh absolutely yeah it shows just the creativity and creativity can be applied in business as well absolutely in fact it should all right so your website again if people want to check out more about what you've got going on want to check out laid bare how what is the subtitle how this how business what the business leader learned from the stripper perfect what the business leader learned from the stripper so your website again is paulina tenner.com tenner as in 10 bucks <laughs> to remember yes 
paulinatenner.com, and you are on Instagram at Paulina Tenner. That's me, exactly. Perfect. Thank you so much for being part of the show today. This has been fun. I loved radiating sass with you. Oh, thank you. And I loved radiating sass with you too. And I hope we meet again. This was an absolute pleasure. And to everyone listening, remember to, at least from time to time, tap into your inner sass. Radiate Wellness is a community of holistic and alternative healers and consultants based in the Kansas City area dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show, exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.